0: Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks
1: Out, we're going to talk about the Presbyterians again, and we really tip our hats to the Presbyterian Church of the United States, USA, and their Zionism Unsettled program that they have introduced. And it's getting kind of a firestorm of opposition and support. And so we want to talk about some different aspects of this phenomena, actually, that it's causing some interesting debate. Our article was picked up by a Presbyterian, obviously, a site. It's called the Thinking Presbyterian. And they posted our story there. And so there is a lot of interest there. There is some interest, let's say. I don't know about a lot, but there is interest in the subject. And we also want to hear from Craig, who did something on his own initiative, which I think is a great idea for you folks that do listen to this, because this is something you can do in your own hometown, because there's Presbyterian churches all over the country. And so we want to talk about what Craig's done. It's very novel, and I think it's well worth pursuing. And first of all, we're going to start off with a letter from a Jewish rabbi, Rabbi Brant Rosen, who actually is quoted in the document Zionism Unsettled. And so he is working for peace and justice in Israel. And it's interesting. He's writing a letter to a Reverend Layton. And he's the director of the ICJS, the Institute of Christian and Jewish Studies. And we're going to talk about them in another podcast about what they believe and some of their tenets and so forth and analyze those. But here, Dr. Layton has written a piece condemning the and he is a Presbyterian church pastor. And so he's condemning the Zionism unsettled. And this is a reply by Rabbi Brant Rosen. Now, I'm just going to have Leslie read a little bit of his, not the whole letter here, but some high points of Rabbi Rosen's letter. Leslie?
2: Dear Reverend Layton. I read with dismay your recent open letter to the Presbyterian Church, in which you referred to the Israel-Palestine Mission Network of the Presbyterian Church, USA, as extremist, and called to their newly published study guide, Zionism Unsettled, a dishonest screed. As a rabbi, who works actively alongside the IPMN and whose words are quoted extensively in the guide, I am saddened by your words and feel compelled to respond. As you might imagine, I take exception to your characterization of me as an accomplice to sweeping denunciations of the Jewish people and their sacred traditions, Needless to say, if I felt for a moment that Zionism unsettled represented an attack on Jews and Judaism, I obviously would never have agreed to be quoted in the guide. Granted, ZU is not a perfect document, but while I might disagree with some of its characterizations and specific points of rhetoric, I do believe it shines a courageous and important light on the ideological roots of the political reality in Israel-Palestine. It certainly bears little resemblance to the anti-Semitic, ignorant tome you so thoroughly excoriate in your letter. I am tempted to respond point by point to your specific criticisms of the guide and perhaps someday we will have the opportunity to debate them more thoroughly. For now, however, I'd like to address a paragraph in your letter that I found to be particularly troubling. This is a quote from Leighton's letter. Even a cursory study of history reveals the varied and complex forms that Zionism has taken over the centuries. The yearning for their national homeland has been woven into the Jewish community's daily life for millennia. The Torah, Deuteronomy, and the Tanakh, two, Second Chronicles, both end with images of yearning to return to the land. Synagogues face Jerusalem. The Passover cedar celebrated annually concludes with the prayer next year in Jerusalem. To suggest that the Jewish yearning for their own homeland, a yearning that we Presbyterians have supported for numerous other nations, is somehow theologically and morally abhorrent is to deny Jews their own identity as a people. The word that is anti-Semitism, and that is along with racism, sexism, homophobia, and all the other ills our church condemns, a sin that's the end of his quoting the letter i believe your characterization of my sacred tradition is incorrect and dangerously so it is prejudicial in the extreme to equate zionism with judaism itself zionism that is the movement to create a jewish nation state in historic palestine is in fact a political movement that was born in 19th century Europe. As such, it was a conscious and radical break with centuries of Jewish tradition that strongly cautioned against the establishment of an independent Jewish state in the land. Contrary to your assertion, Zionism unsettled never makes the claim that the Jewish yearning for return is somehow theologically and morally abhorrent. It simply makes the correct distinction between a centuries-old religious tradition that spiritualized the notion of return and the politicization of this idea by a modern nationalist movement. In this regard, I find your use of the term anti-Semitism to slur those who oppose Zionism to be particularly pernicious. In fact, as I point out in the guide, Before the establishment of the state of Israel, the political Zionist idea was hotly debated within the Jewish community itself. Many reputable Jewish figures such as Rabbi Judah Magnus and Hannah Arendt warned that the establishment of an exclusively Jewish state in a historically multi-religious and multi-ethnic land would inevitably result... In conflict and a permanent state of war, it was not anti-Semitic of them to suggest such a thing. On the contrary, they and many others like them were motivated by their concern for the security of the Jewish people and as well as for the well-being of all peoples who lived in the land. While it is true that Jewish anti-Zionism has become a dissident voice in our community since the establishment of the State of Israel, as a rabbi who works actively in the Jewish community, I can attest that there are growing numbers of Jews, particularly young Jews, who refuse to tie their Jewish identity so thoroughly to the highly militarized ethnic nation-state that Israel has become. For many of us, these are the critical and too often ignored questions for interfaith dialogue. What will we do with those aspects of our religious traditions that value entitlement over humility? Do we believe that this land was promised by God to one particular group of people, or will we affirm a theology that promises the land to all who dwell upon it? Will we lift up the fusing of religion with state power and empire or will we advocate a religious vision that preaches solidarity with the powerless, the disenfranchised, and the downtrodden? As a Jew, I can only respond that it is not for you or anyone to blithely conflate the tenets of modern nationalist movement with a venerable and centuries-old religious tradition. And it is certainly not anti-Semitic to say so. This article and letter is from Shalom Rav, a blog by Rabbi Brent Rosen, posted February 19, 2014.
1: All right, thank you. Any comments before we move on to the response by a- another Presbyterian minister who actually supports what Rabbi Rosen has said, and he says it in a little different way. Okay, this is a post by a Dr. Reverend Jeffrey D. posted on February the 24th, entitled, Political Zionism is Destroying a Culture and a People and Intentionally So. We're not going to read the whole thing, but just some high points from his blog here.
2: Dr. Reverend Jeffrey Dio on February 24th, 2014. I just spent two weeks in Israel-Palestine representing American Presbyterians with an international team that planted olive trees for Palestinian farmers who would otherwise be unable to work their fields. This happened to be the two weeks in which the flap over the Presbyterian Church, USA, Israel-Palestine Mission Network's new publication, Zionism Unsettled, was happening among those who oppose true Palestinian rights and justice. When you live in Palestine for two weeks, when you talk to Palestinian people, both Christian and Muslim, up close, And personal when they share with you their daily struggles including the violation of every imaginable human right they have and their intense pain and humiliation as a result of that and when you are exposed to the same sort of suspicions they themselves are subjected to on a daily basis just for being there you have to wonder what the flap is really about When you read Zionism Unsettled and live and work in the West Bank, you clearly see the consistency between the written word and actual life in Palestine. Even the most politically conservative person on our trip, who is sympathetic to some Tea Party agenda, said to me on day four, quote, it doesn't take a genius to see this and know who the aggressor and oppressor is, unquote. I never expected that statement from him in a million years. Political Zionism is destroying a culture and a people, and intentionally so. It is seeking to ethnically cleanse a land by any means possible, scarring Palestinian families so they flee to other nations. Incarcerating Palestinian men for the simple crime of being Palestinian, harassing and damaging children both emotionally and physically, all well documented, and yes, even killing them. Palestinians are killed by the Israeli military on a regular basis under the guise of, quote, crowd control, unquote. Israel could not do what it does to Palestinians without U.S. support. While talking to a couple of the Israeli soldiers standing guard over us in the olive fields, I said, quote, I work very hard in the U.S. so that my government can send you my tax money, unquote. His response was, quote, I work very hard to spend your money. Thank you very much. Unquote. If you have never had an army standing and looking at you with assault weapons slung over their shoulders while you planted olive trees, you should give it a try. On the last day of planting, we were again stopped and delayed for over an hour. The Palestinian farmer once again produced all his ownership papers. The papers were verified, and yet on this occasion, The commander told us to stop work and leave the field. But this was not before an Israeli settler came onto the field, uninvited, mind you, to argue with our team. The final spectacle came when he knelt down, slapped the ground with his hands and shouted, God gave us this land. This was right after the commander had officially verified that this was Palestinian land. The excuse for not letting us finish the job it serves as a, quote, buffer zone, unquote, between the nearby settlements and other Palestinian lands. Translation, these adjacent fields are to be absorbed for future expansion of the settlement next door.
1: Okay, and that's the end of the quotations from this letter by Dr. Reverend Jeffrey D. O. Okay, any comments?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I think the statement that was made by the uh, Tea Partyite, that it didn't take uh, a lot of genius to figure out who was the aggressor, that's a very important point that we sometimes forget to make. I think in all these issues, we need to work very hard to point out always that uh, there is always in every fight an aggressor. And in Israel-Palestine, it's invariably the people with the guns and weapons.
1: Well, that's, that's so true, but here in the U.S., of course, because of the Zionist lobby, the scales are so tipped to Israel that seeing this other side of the story is very difficult for people to see, and particularly when you have the religious factor in here. And I think the rabbi is correct in saying that Zionism was a political movement, but in reality, it's become a religious movement. We see Christian Zionism and we say Judaic Zionism that really are a religion. And so you get the reactions of settlers like this that saying that God gave us the land and then, of course, being supported by our Christian Zionist brothers and sisters in Christ who say the exact same thing to reinforce this.
2: The rabbi was pointing out that it was debated at least 100 years ago about this Zionist movement coming on the scene.
1: And the encouraging thing, as he points out, is the young Jewish population that is starting to question. And he gave some other examples in his letter there. So there is a turning. So we're seeing a turning not only in the Christian side, but also in the Jewish side. So they've been just as much influenced by this propaganda from all sources as our Christian Zionist brothers and sisters in Christ have. So it's a it's a big job, but it is, ladies and gentlemen, a sign of the turning we think. And just as an example, Craig, why don't you tell us what you did? You took a I think a really great Initiative, you took the story that was published by Chuck, and you turned it into action
4: okay well it's it's not quite as altruistic as that i I looked at the, the piece from the USA, Zionism unsettled, and I went on the website, looked at it, and they were going to charge me five dollars for shipping, and I thought, hey, you know maybe there's a church in town that has one of these, and I can open dialogue and save the shipping so that was kind of how. I started looking at it. I went to the PCUSA website and uh, typed in my zip code and came up with all the churches in in this area. So I thought, oh, this is great. So I emailed the the churches in my area, and I was hoping I'd I'd get some um, response. And basically what I was asking, is the Zionism unsettled available in the congregation, and are they having or have they had study groups on the booklet? And of all the emails I sent out, I only got two back. One was kind of terse, basically said that uh, PCUSA has some very well-meaning people in the organization, basically just kind of saying, well, they they have good heart, but we don't believe what they're doing. Both emails that I got back basically said that they had no knowledge of the, the Zionism Unsettled publication at all. So I see there in mission field that I've got to educate the Presbyterian churches in my community what the Presbyterian Church is putting out. So uh, that, that's gonna, that, that's going to be the next step. Uh, well, that's right. I
1: mean, the, most people don't know what's happening and probably never will. But there are there are some. Our good friend David Schaller, uh, who is a Presbyterian, actually he was the author of one of the chapters in the first installment by the. Presbyterian Church USA, the steadfast hope, and we talked a little bit about that last week. And so, I'm pretty sure his church actually had a, a study guide, and I participated in one of the study guides. It was at a Catholic institution. So there are people out there that are interested in peace and justice. and this, decidedly, is a peace and justice issue. Take some initiative, and you know, it's it, maybe it will get somebody to think. All we can hope is that we're just throwing ideas out, and we don't know where they'll land. And sometimes they take wings, and people actually act on them or think about these issues, just like this pastor who said that the Tea Party-leaning guy actually had his eyes open. So that's what we have to do on a larger scale, and it doesn't come and mess Waves. Um Unfortunately, it's kind of like trying to bring someone to to lead someone to the Lord. We've gotten the idea that we can do it in big volumes. We want to do everything, have mass conversions, and all this stuff. But uh, sometimes getting the truth out is not very easy, and it just takes hard work. And so, thank you, Craig. This is a great idea that you've come up with. I, it's 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 who knows somebody may be goaded into actually looking and finding out what it is about and maybe even approach their minister of their Presbyterian church to do one of these study groups.
4: I want to see if I can open up a dialogue. I mean, obviously, especially the two pastors that have responded to me, at least there's there's an opening there. So now I'm going to take the next step and ask them, about their church's position, ask them if they'd be interested. I'll take them to the uh, We hold these Truth website and just see if I can get together with them and just talk about the situation and see where that goes.
1: Yes, and you may want to include these two links by the you know the the post by the rabbi and this other Presbyterian because they should add some real credence to what the Pca usa's their subgroup. The Israel-Palestine Mission Network that actually published the Zionism Unsettled. So what we're asking you to do after you listen to this program, pass it on to somebody else and then act on it in your local area. You can do something. You can have an influence. And we'll have the article in our website that will have the links that you can refer people to and order even if it is five dollars, I ordered two of them, figuring that the shipping price is only going to be half. <laughs> so it's only two and a half bucks a piece. If you order, it gets more people together, then you can save even more money. But who knows? You might be able to educate somebody, and that's what it's all about, folks: is educating people that there is a problem. We've got our heads buried in the sand for the most part, Americans have this concept of exceptionalism that we're somehow morally superior and that we have to be the policemen of the world. And I think we have to get over that. And it's
2: had consequences that we have to be responsible for.
1: That's right. And just as in our, again, if you haven't seen our video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and Turning, It's a must-see also, and you can recommend this to other people to see this, and it has some very, very important points in there.
3: That video actually ends with this very appeal that Craig has carried out. Please try to show this film to your mainline pastors. They will listen. Well, that's an exaggeration. Some of them might listen, (laughs) but a few have. And I want to also point out that our uh, paper that we just put out uh, was picked up by Al Jazeera the big international that's now american owned but is out of originally out of dubai okay and the uh, paper is on their blog which i was pleased to see
1: great well thanks for everybody's input here and thanks for the action project craig that you created here this is this is really great thanks for listening in